Testing, testing, one, two, three. It is very, is it very loud like he said? Is it very loud like he said? Okay. Good. <coughs> Dear friends, if you cannot hear me anywhere in the world, <coughs> please let us know if you're on Facebook, if you're on a website platform such as BCNN1, email us blackchristiannews.com urbanchristiannews.com Daniel White the third Gospel Light Society pardon me email us from those platforms let us know but when I'm getting back even from uh, the people who listen to us in Africa uh, that is coming in much louder over there now than before and so we like that uh, but they did say it was not as clear as before the picture and I'm sure you are experiencing the same thing because we are using uh, an inferior camera now because our camera, our main camera after serving many years is down. So pray for us and help us if you can. As the Lord may lead you. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters. In Christ Jesus. Family, friends and foes. And yes, even foes in the family. And among friends. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. <coughs> Pardon me. Uh, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service all combined in one. My beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 676. Where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day. 
in chronological order. This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the Holy Bible as a single true non-fiction story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. <clears throat> Today, my beloved, we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 11 through 20. <clears throat> Shall we pray as we and before we read the Word of God? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to first thank you for giving me the privilege to pray and giving us the privilege to pray to you. Contrary to the uh, demonic news reports, Lord, we don't need a Ouija board to get in contact with you directly or to communicate with you. You've already given us the best way to communicate to you, and that is through prayer. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, allow me to add to my thanksgiving the fact that you have heard and answered my prayers down through the years, going on half a century now. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor that I am still here preaching for you and to others by your grace, by the power of prayer and by the power of your Holy Ghost. And Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness of sin through your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior and the Savior of the world. I praise you and I thank you for him. I praise you, Lord Jesus Christ, and I praise you Holy Father God for your Holy Spirit and for your Holy Word and for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed us, bestowed upon us down through the years. And Holy Father God, <coughs> Lord, I'm just so thrilled to be here before you tonight and uh, being able to preach your Holy Word, teach your Holy Word on multiple platforms, giving people an opportunity to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for bringing all of us who are saved a mighty long way in my family and beyond, in the family and lives of the people in this audience, the and, and Christian people everywhere across the country and around the globe 
For, Lord, you always have your 7,000. You always have your remnant. You always have your faithful few. And so we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor for that. And Holy Father God, uh, in light of what I'll be preaching here shortly by your grace, Lord, help us to always uh, be faithful to you until the very end. By your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the power of your Holy Word. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, I thank you for salvation and spiritual Family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. Thank you, Lord, for answering thousands upon thousands of prayers. We stand. Lord, I, I fear that some people forget what they're standing on. Lord, we stand upon those prayers that have been answered. They are the foundation under our feet. Uh, we stand upon all of the times we read your holy word. We stand upon the trials and tribulations and persecutions and troubles and tensions that we face. We stand upon and that you brought us through we stand upon the distresses and afflictions and the difficulties that you brought us through. Stormy nights and stormy days. And so, Lord, help us not to forget what you have already done for us. Never, never, never. And Holy Father God, I'm just so thrilled to be here tonight, even though the devil is fighting me hard, as you know. I give you the glory, praise, and honor for the joy and the blessing of being here tonight. <clears throat> and, uh, Holy Father God, I uh, pray that you would have continued mercy and grace upon such wretched people as we are, uh, Lord, in our family and in this audience who name the name of Christ across the country and around the globe. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our many sins as we from our hearts by your grace forgive those who have sinned against us. Crush and crucify, Lord, our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh within us tonight and fill us with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. And Lord, thank you for bringing us a mighty long way. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, and our temperaments that we would not sin against you. And uh, Lord, I pray that you would deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ, even on this Saturday night. Uh, Lord, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin no matter how sudden it might pop up on us. Uh, Lord, uh, grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit tonight into the wee hours of the morning as some of us like to do. And uh, Lord, throughout Sunday, thank you for Communion Sunday on last Sunday. But Lord, uh, 
fill us with your Holy Spirit, those of us who have believed in you, and help us to love right, live right, think right, and do right, and act right, and do that which is pleasing in your sight. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. And Holy Father God, help us all who name the name of Jesus Christ and who are saved and born again in my family, in this audience, and around the world. Help us, Lord, to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and, and to get back to you, our first love, Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, what a blessing it is to even pray that, and I pray that you'll have it to come to pass for uh, all of us who truly believe in you. And Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of my own wife, Marika White, uh, who has never acted like a saved person other than when she has been around other church folks, but certainly not in the family and in the household. Uh, my seven children have never witnessed it and I have never witnessed it. And so I am concluding that she is not saved and that she is resisting getting saved because of her pharaohistic pride and her Jamaican pride, stubbornness and rebelliousness. And I pray that uh, she will be one in her family that will overcome that as she has overcome other things uh, uh, whereas her family members have not overcome, and I do pray that she will be the first one born again and saved for real, filled with your Holy Spirit, and an example to them and to others. And uh, it will be late for her because all of her seven children who could have benefited much from her love, her God, uh, your God-given agape love, and motherly love. Uh, however, she still is here, so therefore you are giving her an opportunity to do better. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, fill her with your Holy Spirit once she truly gets saved. Cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of her out of the lives of her family members, her mothers, her mother, her aunts, her siblings, save their souls. Do the same for my own mother uh, and sisters who are religious but lost and who do not obey your holy word. Lord, I do pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. And Lord, I pray that you would protect my children that I raised by your grace and uh, by myself, basically, even though their mother was in the house and she did help with the dirty jobs and things that needed to be done. But I pray that you would protect them from the generational sins and curses that uh, have come down the pike from both sides of the family. And I pray that they will not get entangled with this, uh, the demonic foolishness coming from both sides of the family 
as I intentionally raised them apart from the family, and that they will go on and live their lives for you, for your glory, praise, and honor, uh, and to help other people uh, as they saw their father do and as they helped their father to do. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, help them to examine themselves and make sure that they be in the faith and that they're not carrying some of the demons of the past uh, and, uh, and some of the uh, uh, demonic uh, generational curses. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ that they will keep their hearts and minds stayed on you and your word and uh, to pray without ceasing so that they can keep their minds stayed on you and on the fact that you're coming back one day and you will make everything right. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight uh, that you would save those who are lost in this audience in this country and around the globe. Lord, and we are well aware that people are trying to block us here and there. Uh, But Lord, somehow your word still gets through. Open blinded eyes, unstop deaf ears. Save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning around the world. And Holy Father God, I thank you for giving me your grace and your strength to endure hardness as a good soldier, or at least as a soldier. Uh, I may not be that good. I don't want to overstep my bounds, but Lord, I do praise you and thank you for giving me your grace and your strength. Lord, to cheerfully and joyfully and with pleasure deal with my distresses and afflictions, persecutions, tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, intentions, uh, Lord, that I face as Paul faced and all Christians who were born again have faced down through the years. But somehow you still give us that joy and that cheerfulness, and we take pleasure even and, and even glory in our affirmatives and our reproaches and persecutions and tribulations and troubles. <clears throat> Lord, even I don't understand it. Uh, I don't understand that kind of peace that passes all understanding and your joy unspeakable, but I do praise you and I thank you for it. At the same time, Lord, I uh, pray that those things you can deliver me from and take off of my shoulders shoulders in this life, I pray that you would. I pray that you would deliver me, Lord, and and lift all of my burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from my heart, mind, soul, and spirit, that by your grace I will never uh, dip into uh, the depression that I hear people going through and having. I pray that you would deliver me, Lord, from all of my distresses and afflictions, 
Deliver me, Lord, from all of my enemies inside the family and outside of the family. Deliver me, Lord, from all of my tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions, reproaches, and persecutions, and infirmities. And I pray that, Lord, I know, you, I know that some things you're not going to take away, but whatever you... Uh, uh, Whatever is your will that you can take away, I pray that you would, uh, for life would be easier that way for me and others as well. I pray this for others who are saved and who may be afraid to pray this. Uh, but, uh, Lord God in heaven, thank you for the liberty to pray <coughs> this way and other ways <coughs> at this stage in my life. And Holy Father God, I do uh, pray that you deliver us also from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress, problems, troubles, and difficulties that we are facing, Lord, today. And uh, thank you at the same time for allowing things to be as well as they are for they could be worse. I praise you and I thank you for remembering mercy, love, and grace, even while you are chastising us, rebuking us, and punishing us. And uh, in love, drawing those of, you, those of us who are saved back to you and saving those who are lost and drawing them to you for salvation. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit. And, to, and I thank you, Lord, that I feel great at my old age, and I pray that uh, you will help me to uh, read your Holy Word, uh, to preach your Holy Word, the whole counsel of God, to preach your Holy Gospel, to teach your Holy Word. Give me all that you'll have me to say and, uh, and to pray. And to pray not only for uh, <clears throat> my family, but to pray for other families as well. <clears throat> Pardon me, Lord. And Lord, I do pray that you would protect my family and all of the families in this audience on multiple platforms and uh, uh, protect all of the Christians and their families around the world who believe in you and who love you back and who obey you. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Holy Father God, fill us with your Holy Spirit, your unction and anointing, to do everything we do for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the glory, praise, and honor of your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. And we look forward to your second coming. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. I still feel like praying. I meant singing.
But we do not live by our feelings, do we? Just because you feel like doing something does not mean you should. <clears throat> some pastors and some music directors have had to lovingly tell people you, you didn't make the cut. Amen. And that's, that's love too. If you can't sing, you might want to sing. But you're not making the cut. You can't sing in this choir. You can't sing on the praise team. We don't even want you to sing a solo. Okay? It's a, it will be an offense <laughs> to people. Now you can sing all you want to in the car and in the shower and at the house. But uh, zip it here because you don't have that talent. You have other talents and and you can serve over there, but not, not here. Anyway, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 11 through 20. Surely the serpent will bite without enchantment, and a babbler is no better. The words of a wise man's mouth are gracious, but the lips of a fool will swallow up himself. The beginning of the words of his mouth is foolishness, and the end of his talk is mischievous madness. A fool also is full of words, a man cannot tell what shall be and what shall be after him. Who can tell him? The labor of the foolish warrieth every one of them, because he knoweth not how to go to the city. Woe to thee, O land! When thy king is a child, and thy princes eat in the morning. Blessed art thou, O land, when thy king is the son of nobles, <clears throat> and thy princes eat in due season for strength, and not for drunkenness. By much slothfulness the building decayeth, and through idleness of the hands, the house droppeth through. A feast is made for laughter, and wine maketh merry, but money answereth all things. Curse not the king, know not in thy thought, and curse not the rich in thy bedchamber, for a bird of the air shall carry the voice, 
and that which hath wings shall tell the matter. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and your Holy Spirit that teaches us your holy word even while we are reading it. And thank you for the layers of your holy word as we have read these words many times down through the years. But yet, when we read them again, they are fresh and uh, seemingly new to us. And we remember those other layers, but we get even more out of this layer. And Lord, so have your holy word to find a lodging place in our hearts, in our minds, our souls, and our spirits. And help us to love it more, and cherish it more, obey it more, and apply it to our lives more. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family and foes among friends, and to the standing between the living and the dead, uh, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service. <clears throat> A service to get you through, no doubt, the most difficult time in the history of America. My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the Scripture and the Sense podcast, episode number 1022, where I simply read the Word of God and give the sense of it based on an authoritative commentary source. such as the Bible Knowledge Commentary and or the Matthew Henry Commentary. Uh, this podcast is based upon Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 8, where it says, Ezra and the Levites read in the book in the law of God distinctly and gave the sense and cause them to understand the reading. And so therefore the aim of this podcast is that through the simple reading of the Word of God and the giving of the sense of it, it is my humble prayer that the church would be revived and the world would be awakened and saved from the wrath of God to come and from the eternal burning hell that Jesus Christ Jesus Christ Christ preached about and preached about more than the apostles 
more than the prophets. He preached that hell was a place of fire and torment, pain and punishment. The place where the fire shall never be quenched, he said. He said that in light of the most wonderful, most loving, most magnificent, and most uh, important words ever said in the history of the world. And all of his words, the words of Jesus are important. Do not misunderstand. I'm saying that these words are the most important in the history of the world because they will save a soul from that hell that he preached on. For Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In light of the burning hell, the hell fire that never shall be quenched, these are very loving words, wouldn't you say? Because when Jesus Christ talks about perishing, he's talking about perishing in hell. The reason why is because we are all lawbreakers. We have broken the law of God. Don't get too mad at somebody who breaks the law and harms you because you have broken God's law and harmed God. This is the reason why God wants you to learn how to forgive others because through his son Jesus Christ he has forgiven you and will forgive you if you come to him. But we're just as guilty as the criminal who hurt us. Even more so because we have committed our crimes against God Almighty and they have too. Why? Because the Bible says we're all sinners. Every last one of us. We all have done evil in God's sight repeatedly. And here are some of the laws that we have broken. <clears throat> we have lied since we have been born. I know that to be true because the Bible says that babies come out of the womb telling lies. Lying is in your sinful human nature. All of you who are parents and you've had children, you know babies can lie. You just fed the baby, you just changed the baby. And then the baby screams like bloody murder. Holler until you come in and then she starts smiling or he starts smiling. They just wanted you to come in. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with that child. She's lying, he's lying. We all have lied since we have been born, every last one of us. The Pope is a liar. The Dalai Lama is a liar. 
All politicians are liars. Even Joel Osteen is a liar. We all have lied in God's sight. We have broken that law. We have also broken the law against stealing. We have stolen things since we have been born. It doesn't matter if it was a dime or nickel that was in your father's change jar. There's no family change jar. You have to ask. And the proverbial cookie in the cookie jar. We have lusted in our hearts. We have coveted in our hearts after other people and things. Another law broken. We have dishonored and disrespected and disobeyed our parents. Another law broken. We have dishonored God by taking his name in vain. Just using his name to cover up our lies and our sins. Putting our wicked, nasty, evil hands on a Bible in the courtroom and lie before God and try to make God a part of your lie. Nobody's going to get away with stuff like that, people. And God does not play. God is very loving, but he does not play. That's just five of the laws out of the Ten Commandments that we have broken in God's sight. And so therefore we deserve, and we have done these things repeatedly all of our lives. And so therefore we deserve to go to hell and to burn in hell forever. That, that is the prison that we will go to if we don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And that's all you have to do to get saved. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That means that's the reason why we die. Our sins, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting what other people have, dishonoring, disobeying, disrespecting our parents, dishonoring and disobeying God and taking his name in vain, using God's name to cover our evil. I marvel at the grace and mercy and love of God and his forgiveness. You know what we would say? We wouldn't, we wouldn't be that forgiving, would we? Because we're too wicked. We're too evil. We're too ungodly. The wages of sin is death. That means we die because of sin and we will experience eternal death in hell forever and forever if we do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in our hearts that he suffered, he bled, and he died on the cross for our sins. He became, as John the Baptist said, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world.
All you have to do is believe in him. That's what he said. In this, the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind, in my opinion, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So tonight, dear friend, if you want to be saved from the power of your sins and saved from the punishment of your sins from that awful place called hell, all you have to do is do what Jesus Christ told you to do. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shalt be saved. Believe in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Perish in hell, but have everlasting life in heaven. A place we don't, none of us deserve to go. But we can go because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. His shed blood as the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. His death, his burial, and his resurrection. My dear friend, believe in him. Trust in him. Have faith in him. Depend upon him. Rest your eternal soul on what Jesus Christ did on the cross for you and me and for the entire world. He is the Passover, not only for the Jews, but the Gentiles too. Red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in his sight. Only God could have uh, put this together because he loves us. So, dear friend, if you want to be saved tonight, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Call upon him, for the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Pray to him right now. Repeat after me, I'll help you with it. The sinner's prayer, repeat after me, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray right now. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, as the preacher preached about, from your word. I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. I have broken your laws and your commandments. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart, the best way that I know how, in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Christ, 
help me, Lord, uh, by filling me with your Holy Spirit to repent of my sins. To turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life through your salvation. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, you prayed that prayer in sincerity, uh, then according to the words of Jesus Christ and according to multiple verses in the Holy Bible, you are now saved because you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you called upon his name and asked him to save you. It is as simple as that. Doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Doesn't matter how you feel. And if you want to grow in your newfound faith in Christ, make sure you go to gospellightsociety.com. That's one of our websites. And... Uh, get a free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. So you have just entered in to salvation through that door, Jesus Christ. And uh, now you need to know how to walk with him. This book will get you started along with reading the Bible, of course, which is contained in this book. Also, email us at whatever email is on your platform where you are. If you don't see an email, email me directly at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and uh, uh, let us know that you got saved tonight wherever you are in the world. And... Uh, also, if you have a prayer request, send that in. And uh, we have more materials to send you if you wish. And write this website down, uh, or the name down. You can type it into Google all around the world. Uh, Gospel Light Society Podcasts. Gospel Light Society Podcasts. <coughs> And, or Daniel White the Third podcast. And there's a wealth of Bible knowledge and uh, information to help you grow in the faith as well. Uh, representing uh, eight years of divinity school education, uh, university education, and uh, about four or five years of uh, master level education into the doctorate. So you, you can just stay there a while, listen to those podcasts, and you will get a good Bible college seminary level education uh, to help you grow in the faith and be 
the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. Now with that, my dear friends, we will resume our service standing between the living and the dead, and I believe that we're right at right near 900 or over 900 now services. Uh, if I am reminded, I'll give you that number tomorrow, the exact number. Today, my beloved, we are reading Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. In those days came John the Baptist, preaching. May I say here, if God called you to preach, then, my brother, you need to be preaching. That's what you need to be doing. Stop trying to be everything else and preach. Preaching in the wilderness, even if you have to preach in the wilderness. And here's what I have told preachers and people down through the years. If God called you to preach, you will be preaching. You don't have to have a fancy church building. You're going to preach. In a plague pandemic or not, you're going to preach. Throughout this coronavirus plague pandemic, we saw who the real preachers were, didn't we? The real preachers kept on preaching and didn't miss a beat. And some preached better than they ever preached in their lives. They didn't give any thought to quitting. They didn't give any thought to not preaching. You know. They didn't even think about that. They preached in season and out of season. Preaching in the wilderness of Judea. My beloved, that was Matthew chapter 3, verse 1. Now here is the sense of it. Here is the understanding of it. With the help of the Holy Ghost, the help of God, and the help of Dr. Matthew Henry. Dr. Matthew Henry says about this passage, After Malachi, there was no prophet until John the Baptist came. He appeared first in the wilderness of Judea. This was not an uninhabited desert, but a part of the country not thickly peopled. Go ahead, Dr. Henry. Nor much enclosed. No place is so remote as to shut us out from the visits of divine grace and God Almighty. The doctrine he preached was repentance. Repent ye. The word here used implies a total alteration in the mind. A change in the judgment, disposition, and affections. 
And see, if you are born again, you have had a similar experience. Because God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost and their servant, John the Baptist, was all about repentance. Repentance. And see, see the problem, the reason why I preach the way I preach is because the problem in the church is we have many people who say they're saved and who are good confessors and apologizers, but not good repenters. Pastors included, wives, wives included, pastors' wives included. And that is the problem. I told you when the coronavirus plague hit <clears throat> that God is not interested in your confession, confessions at this point. He's interested in your repenting. A whole changing of the mind, the heart, the disposition, the attitude, and the spirit. And affections. A turning about in the mind, in the heart, the soul, and the spirit. Another and a better bias of the soul. Consider your ways, change your minds. You have thought amiss. You, you're not thinking right. Think again. And I can hear Chuck Swindoll in the back of my mind saying that. Think again. And think aright. True penitents have other thoughts of God and Christ. Sin and holiness of this world and the other than they had before. They think differently about these things. They, they have a proper respect and fear reverence of God Almighty. And they say with uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes when he preached it so many years ago, I bet you I won't do that again. Amen. That, we need to hear that from everybody in the church. Uh, because that, that right there was bad. If you're saved, you're going to be convicted about it. That's painful enough about the evil you did. Uh, but once you get the ch chastisement of God about it, that's going to be very painful. And you need to come out of that saying, I bet you I won't do that again. Whatever it is, fornication, adultery, swinging. Uh, we want uh, Jerry Falwell Jr. to have that mentality that he, I bet you I won't do that again. We want the preacher that they're thinking about bringing back to the church up in Dallas. I forget his name, Flower Mound. I forget his name now. Yeah, they're thinking about bringing him back to the church after texting a man's wife. We want him to have that mentality. More importantly, God wants him to have that mentality. I bet you I won't do that again. I will never text another woman. I will give my phone over to my wife and to my children and to the elders of the church. If I have to text somebody, I have a texting committee. I will never text another man's wife again in my life. I think it's in Matthew something. Never, never, never.
We want you to have a changed mind about that. But we really don't need that today, at this point in time. The change of the mind produces a change of the way. The change of the mind, the change of the heart, is going to change the direction of your feet. Glory be to God. That is gospel repentance, which flows from a sight of Christ, from a sense of his love, and from hopes of pardon and forgiveness through him. It is a great encouragement to us to repent. Repent, for your sins shall be pardoned upon your repentance. That's what God wants. Don't fool yourself. God does not just want, he, he doesn't just want to hear your confession, your eloquent confessions. And some of us are great confessors, but we're not great repenters. And that's what God is looking for right there. And see, that repentance, you know what that means? That means you're not going to do that again. See? And, and you can only get to that point if you're saved and born again. Lost people really can't repent. They need the help of God to repent. They need the Holy Ghost to repent because the Holy Ghost can make it a permanent deal. I'm not saying you can't slip and fall and again, but that's going to be few and far between. And you're going to confess it immediately as a failure. And you're going to come up out of that prayer with uh, that mentality again. I bet you I won't do that again. Return to God in a way of duty, and he will, through Christ, return unto you uh, in the way of mercy and grace. That's our God for you. You got to come. You got to come right now. You can't just say words. You got to repent. You got to stop the bad behavior. That's what God is looking for about right now. I've been telling you this for three years, and before that. But hopefully, I was hoping that through the coronavirus plague, you would hear me. But I also said, uh, when the plague hit, that most people are not in the mood. To repent. Why? Because sin is so pleasurable. It's hard to give up fat, fine Sylvia. It's hard to give up Bo Peep. Because Sylvia is good to you. But see, that's the reason why God does not want you to get into the sin in the first place. He wants you now to repent. And you won't be getting your prayers answered either until you repent. You will not be blessed and highly favored, as you like to say, until you repent, my friend, completely. Not just repent for a day, but from now on, see. See, if you still slipping and sliding and looking at pornography, uh, you have not repented. You don't, you don't need anybody to watch you and on the computer have a accountability partner. No, you need to get saved. I assure you, Jesus Christ will become your accountability partner. This is why my, my, my strategy for people overcoming so-called pornography addiction, which is no, there's no such thing as that. 
you, you know, you're just a devilish lust hound, and that's what you want to do. Just like there's no such thing as alcoholism, there's drunkenness. You want to get drunk. That's what you want to do. Uh, there's no such thing as sexual addicts. That's all made up. And the last one, the, the first one that I mentioned was made about the evangelical church because so many got caught up in it. You wonder why God shut down churches? Because pastors and preachers and pastors' wives looking at pornography and looking at all kinds of evil and they want to try to do it with other people in the church. Swinging and everything else. Homosexuality. There's no addiction. That's just your evil heart wanting to do evil. And you will never be delivered from it unless you confess it as evil and as sin and wickedness. You don't need anybody with you in front of that computer but Jesus, the Holy Ghost of God, because he, deep down on the inside, if you're saved, he's not going to let you do that. You're going to be one miserable puppy. So I don't know what you're talking about. Porn addiction. There's no such thing. It's you addicted to sin and evil. You want to do evil. Don't blame that on yeah, some kind of uncontrollable thing you got going on. If you're saved, you're not going to do that. You're not going to continue to do that. I'm not saying you won't struggle with it, but you're not going to continue to do that with Jesus living up on the inside of you. You say, preacher, aren't you tempted to look at those fat, fine women? I, I know you, you're a man who loves beautiful women, and that's your main temptation. Yes, I'm tempted, but I fear God. By the grace of God. And because uh, he taught me that. He taught me to fear him. And respect him and obey him. And I know that I can't be used by him. And have the privileges. And the opportunities and the blessings that I enjoy. And the favor I enjoy. By doing mess like that. Because he's not going to let me do that. It is still as necessary to repent and humble ourselves to prepare the way of the Lord. As it then was, there is a great deal to be done to make way for Christ into a soul, and nothing is more needful than the discovery of sin and a conviction that we cannot be saved by our own righteousness. The way of sin and Satan is a crooked way, but to prepare a way for Christ, the paths must be made straight. Therefore, my beloved, we must repent. We must repent. Let's pray. Holy Father God, help those of us who are saved and born again. Help us to repent of our sins. And help us not to foolishly think that you're going to bless us living in sin. Help us to understand that you are very offended by that. And Lord, we pray for the salvation of those who are lost. And Lord, help them to understand that once they get saved, they have to leave sin behind by your grace, your strength, and your help. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen.
As we come to a close of this the standing between the living and the dead um, service, devotional service, I think this is our third night that we go to the family segment dealing with the unique and unusual verse in this entire passage of Scripture where God commands and speaks to the husband and the wife. And this is one of those verses that my wife, Marika White, tries to make me forget that we're supposed to read. In all the verses that pertain to her, that God is speaking to her about, she she wants it. She does not want me to dwell on those verses for three days. So she'll act like she has forgotten to put it up, and I re- I will remind her. Ephesians chapter five verse thirty three, and this verse speaks to the man too. So I don't know why she's trying to block it, but. Uh, she does. She just does not want to hear that second part about reverencing her husband. And like most of you women out there, you don't want to hear. You don't want to hear bad English. You don't want to hear nothing about that kind of thing. And I believe some of you, most of you, are lost because see, saved people receive the word of God. They accept the word of God, male and female, whether they want to do it or not, they, they accept it and they love it and they respect it. Nevertheless, let every one of you, talking to the men, in particular, so love his wife. Now one of the reasons why, even as himself, now one of the reasons why God repeat the, repeats this over and over to men is because he knows that uh, most women can be unlovable in their behavior. I mean, he's the one who wrote, I find more bitter than death, the woman. Now, and let me just say a little something, something here that's going to make some of y'all upset. A movie came out recently called The Woman King. Now, one of the things that turned me off with Wakanda and all of that, I was, I was just, just uh, shocked at how the women were controlling things and over the men. And, just, and they just as bad as the men are. And that, that's a theme that runs deep in the black community. And uh, uh, down through the years, and and has been the downfall of many black marriages and black families because you must understand, as you're going to see in a minute, God. The main thing you need to be giving God is honor, <coughs> fear, reverence, and respect. He appreciates your love, but he wants you to prove your love by obeying him and doing what he told you to do. Well, God put that same thing in men. Well, many women don't understand this, that the main thing you need to give that man is respect. Now, and that'll solve a lot of problems right there. Respect, 
reverence, fear, if you will, uh, honor. See, uh, that's important. And so one of the big problems in all communities, and especially in the black community, is that right there. We got, a, we got something going on now where women want to be the men, and they will get a, they will, they will get a young woman and make her the wife, and they, they be the man of the household. And that's what's happening, buddy. That's what's happening. You got women taking your women, men, uh, and and I mean we got there's a now we have two uh, homosexual governors. Now you have two now. You're gonna have fifty after a while, or twenty five at least. Uh, you, you got the city of Chicago run by a lesbian woman. And she goes around talking about uh, her penis is bigger than anybody else's and she doesn't even have a penis. Uh, we got a whole lot of that going on today. And don't you get mad at me because I use the word penis and vagina. It needs, this needs to be talked about in the church and, and it's probably too late. The world has taken it over. The devil is a lie. And so, I mean, at this point, uh, the chances of things changing is, is probably not going to happen uh, at this point. However, I'm commanded by God to preach the Word of God, the whole counsel of God. Well, preacher, you ought to, you ought to conform with the times and get with the times and, and go ahead on and preach a message we like to hear. I can't do that. You can find uh, preachers like that a dime a dozen. They want to be loved and liked by you. I, I, I can care less. Because if you don't do it God's way, it's not going to work. Just like uh, the marriages that you're in right now are not working. You're, the man is beat down to the ground to a pulp, to nothing. Most churches are run by the women run by the pastor's wife through pillow talk. And we got most pastors who go along with it because it's easier. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. If he was nothing, why would you reverence him? I mean, why would you, why would you uh, need to reverence him if he was nothing? Evidently, God made him something. And God told you to reverence him. And by doing so, you reverence God. Okay, so that's some revelation for you tonight, my beloved. Wives, reverence your husband. Respect your husband. Obey your husband. And uh, honor your husband. I know so many of you women hate it and... Some of you look at me right now, you, you're in the bed with a woman. You're a woman, and you're in the bed with a woman. You have children, and you think you have a family. you got hell on your hands. And the children have double hell because you put them in that ungodly, wicked, abominable situation that comes straight from hell. And I assure you that you will burn in hell forever if you're living that lifestyle. Yeah. 
I know there are pastors who would never say that to you. If you want to get your ears tickled, go over there. I'm not trying to get a crowd. I, I, see, you must understand, the, the way God has wired my heart and called me is you do what I tell you to do, Daniel. You, you just do your job. I get, my, I get my reward by doing my job whether you want to hear me and obey what I'm preaching or not. See, some people can't deal with that because they're afraid of being counseled. They want to be popular. They want to be loved. I don't have no desire. I don't have any desire for that. I'm already loved by God. And His love is greater than all of y'all's love combined together, including family members. So let's pray for others. Let's pray for other families. Let's pray for other people. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. For the salvation of all families that don't know you. For the revival of all families that do. And help your children to implement and obey your holy word and help them to know that it will not work otherwise. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting. The coronavirus uh, plague is rising again in uh, California and um, Many predict that it's going to sweep the nation again along with this other strange disease or plague that's plaguing children, RSV. And the flu is going gangbusters at the same time. So, Holy Father God, we pray that you will comfort millions of people. And then people, the thousands and millions of people still suffering from long COVID. Some people still have not recovered their minds. I pray that you will comfort these people who have lost loved ones and strengthen them and draw them to yourself for salvation in the millions. But Lord, we also pray for a few by name. We pray for the family and friends of South Carolina resident Janice Brock. We pray for the family and friends of Florida resident DeAnthony Dorsey. We pray for the family and friends of Oklahoma resident Natalie Smith. And Holy Father God, we pray for uh, the prayer requests that have come in. But we also pray, Lord, for the thousands of people who have sent in prayer requests in the past. Thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer. And Holy Father God, we pray that you will help all of us to continue to pray and not to faint. Based upon your holy word, men ought always to pray and not to faint. And we pray for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings upon all of those thousands and also these few by name tonight. We pray for Marie Grace. Please keep her safe, secure, and protected from bad people and gang associates. Stop these people from walking on her property. 
and deliver her from them. Please bless her with a safe place to live. We pray for Pastor Bushibi. Thank you, Lord. We join him in thanking you, Lord, for the services uh, at the K place and for the souls saved at Sister Josephine's funeral. Please comfort her children. Please have the gospel to pierce through their hearts and the enemy's secrets and make known the truth to set God's people free. Please heal Dora's knees. Please deliver Africa from drought, famine, and starvation and help them through these trying economic times. Provide them with Bibles for new souls, basic needs for orphans and widows, food and water, church planting and construction, and financial resources for ministry. Please provide them with electricity, vehicle insurance, covers, uh, etc. for the ministry office so they can keep up your work on earth. Please bless the National Women's and Youth Conferences, December the 7th through 10th and December the 14th through the 17th. Please supply the money for school fees for the orphans, uh, and we pray for Sheila. Please be with her and bless her and save her soul. We also pray, Lord, for the people who have gotten saved by the thousands down through the years through the preaching of your holy gospel. We pray for a few by name. Help them all to grow in the faith and stand strong in the faith. We pray for Thomas, Keith, Carrie, and Cairo, and Japhet. And Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ, uh, Dada, Ebenezer, Joseph, Tracy, and Travis. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours, and help them to stand strong in the faith and be the strong Christians that you want them to be. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight briefly, as I preach to you the second, or rather, second coming chapel service, uh, a message tonight, God touched my heart uh, to change things tonight. And uh, spoken to, he spoke to my heart about a passage that we've already uh, read down through the years. And this will be uh, the second coming chapel sermon, 330. And we're already in a series, but uh, we are going to read First Thessalonians because the rapture for some reason, came, uh, was put on my heart today. And, uh, in fact, I shared it with my, my children, all of my children today, with my wife. Um, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And God just put it on my heart. And, uh, and it came through uh, a letter that I wrote 
my children and thanking God for them uh, being with me in our Saturday night services, the Second Coming Chapel services. And uh, I have been preaching still, uh, you know, I've been, we've continued preaching on the Second Coming every Saturday. But it, 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 uh, it hit me that we have not spoken much about the rapture lately. So I am interrupting that series and uh, reminding you tonight with the question, are you ready for the rapture of the church? Did the plague, the coronavirus plague, help get you ready? All of the war talk that is happening in the world today, uh, is it helping you to get ready for the rapture of the church? Are you even a part of the church to be raptured? Are you born again? Are you saved? And so when the plague hit, the coronavirus plague hit, people started asking the question, is this the beginning? Uh, is the rapture getting ready to take place? And I, I, I said uh, straight up, I mean, rapture what? What are you talking about? The church that we have today is the worst, the worst Laodicean church in the history of the world. And I, I believe that Jesus Christ has spewed out of his mouth what we got going on in what we call church today. And I, I know about, I believe it's in this same book, if not, it's in the second Thessalonians book. I know, I know about the falling away. I just didn't think everybody was going to fall down and fall away at the same time. I just didn't see that coming. Uh, it's been going on, but then some things hit, and, and people just fell down like black and white dominoes. That might be a sermon right there, the domino church. That's how, you, that's how you fail. With the pastor leading uh, the way, blind pastors leading the blind into the ditch, and they fell down following one pastor after another. It's a shame before God. First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. Those of you who are saved and you are part of the 7,000 band, you are part of the um, remnant band, the faithful few band. You know you're saved and you're living like you're saved by the grace of God. This is for you too to be comforted by 
Because one day it's all going to be over. And the rapture can take place at any time. It's for you who are playing around the edges and you, you're halfway in and you're halfway out. And, you, and you're not born again. This is for you too so that you get your act together and get saved. And start living right in God's sight. Because always remember Jesus Christ said, If you love me, keep my commandments. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. You need to believe these words because these words came from God. There is something called revelation. God will download uh, truth that was not revealed before. Whereas everybody was ignorant uh, into certain men. So listen carefully. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. See, this is about overcoming the sorrow in your heart with, with so many people dying, so many people uh, have died and are going to die, you're going to die. God does not want you to be sorrowful about these things. He wants you to what? Accept these things. Have you ever accepted that your spouse is going to die? Have you ever accepted that maybe one of your dear precious children will die before you? Have you accepted that your dad is going to die, your mom is going to die, your siblings are going to die? They were here once, uh, they were here for a while, and all of a sudden they're gone. God wants you to accept it, not be sorrowful, unless they have gone to hell after you're much witnessing to them. Religious, but lost. There are many people in hell who were religious, Pharisees and Sadducees, even preachers, pastors' wives, who are in hell today. And who will go to hell and will not be taken up in the rapture. They will be still, they'll be behind here. They'll be left behind to, I guess, man the dead church. The first church of dead Laodicea. That's what we got going on today. The, most pastors don't have a clue as to what is going on. And they don't know what to do. But they still want to be paid. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again. You understand that passage right there? Are you getting that? Now, if you believe that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins to save your soul from hell and to save your soul to heaven, you had better believe that he's coming back. See, that's what—that's the point of this. He's coming. What, what? Are you crazy? You don't understand that? If you believe all of that and you have not seen him, 
Rest assured, Jesus is coming back, and that ought to comfort your heart no matter what is happening in your life. Persecution from your own family, persecution from former friends, persecution from the church itself, the Laodicean dead church from hell itself. Huh? Pastors who won't stand with you, they won't preach the word with you, condemn you for preaching it. Hate you for telling the truth about them and the church. You're not playing along and, 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 and uh, going along to get along, preacher. Who do you think you are, John the Baptist? Well, if you think you're John the Baptist, be, get prepared to cut your, get your head cut off because we in the church are going to cut your head off. Our Jezebel wives can't stand you, and they're asking me, they're asking us, preacher, you need to, you need to uh, go along and get along, otherwise we're going to have to cut your head off, we evangelicals and Baptists, Methodists, and Charismatics, because you just, you just, uh, you, you just too much. Preacher, I heard that even your family hates your preaching. They, they, they're trying to stop you. They're trying to destroy you because they, they hate your preaching. The word of God. Again, even so, them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Here's that comfort part again. Understand that if you believe Jesus Christ came the first time, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose again, you had better believe he's coming back a second time. Are you ready for the rapture? Are you really ready for the rapture? Are you born again? Are you saved? Do you love Jesus Christ to the point that you will obey him, submit to him, and do what he has called you to do? Those of you who have been in the church all of your life, are you rapture ready? Are you still living in sin? You still swinging, prostituting your wife to other men? for their satisfaction and you being a homosexual to the same men? Are you still on Ashley Madison? Are you so-called addicted to pornography that you love pornography so much you love it more than you love Jesus and you're not getting anything from it? Are you living right? in these last and evil days? Are you talking right? Are you acting right? 
Do you hate those who preach against the evil in the church and try to destroy them and try to hinder them? You join up and create plots against them. Are you glad somebody is telling the truth? Even if you're not. Preacher, are you rapture ready? And when the coronavirus plague hit, people were talking about the rapture. I said, people, you're not rapture ready. This may be a mercy and grace to you to, for you to get rapture ready. You're not even living as you should. And some of you are tares in the church. Most, I said this in an article recently, most of yesterday on blackchristiannews.com. Most so-called mega churches, the article was about mega churches don't work. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, not mega churches, but the fun churches don't work, which includes many mega churches. It's all about whatever we could do to get you in here. We'll have a clown. We'll have a comedian. We'll have a carnival where you can dunk the pastor in the water and all this kind of foolishness. My friends, if you've got to do all of that to get people to follow Jesus, then I feel sorry for you. What happened to the Holy Ghost of God drawing people? See, if you depended upon the Holy Ghost of God, you'll have more wheat than tares. Are you rapture ready, pastor? Are you rapture ready, pastor's wife? Christian young people. <clears throat> or are you wrapped up in somebody's homosexual bed? Somebody's lesbian bed. You really want Jesus Christ to come back and catch you in a lesbian bed, in a, a so-called lesbian relationship, a homosexual relationship, got your little family with another homosexual, and you've adopted two other children to make them twofold more the child of your of hell like you? Uh, I would think about that, my dear friends. And if I were you, I would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. <clears throat> Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Get saved tonight. If you're not, Christian, repent of your sins and get rapture ready if you're not ready for the rapture. For those of you who want to be saved, I'm going to, I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer for the second time tonight in, in case you did not get the first one. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross to pay your sin debt, was buried and rose on the third day. Follow me in prayer. Holy <clears throat> Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. I have broken your Ten Commandments. 
I have lied before. I've stolen things before. And committed many other sins. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of my sins, my failures, and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Help me to be truly rapture ready. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to follow you in the new life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight, by the way, the rapture could take place tonight, and you would be ready. Dear Christian friend, you claim to already be saved. You need to repent of your sins and get rapture ready. Stop running around with your woke devilish friends who are leading you away from God and Christ and the Word of God and all that you know. And come back to God, my dear friend. You've been out in the cold long enough. Get rapture ready. And the truth of the matter is, Lord, I could preach on uh, the, the Lord knows I can preach on that passage every day. I can just park right there. Because it provides hope to the truly born-again Christians and provides a warning for those who are not truly born again. So, Christian friends, repent of your sins. And uh, for those of you who just got saved... Since you are now saved, may I say congratulations to you. For based upon the word of God, you are saved and on your way to heaven and you're not on your way to hell anymore. And I have a free book for you titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. You just believed in him, and so you have gone through the door of salvation. I have a book that I want you to have. It is free of charge. Download it at gospellightsociety.com, and it will give you the next steps of what you ought to do as a new born-again Christian.
also email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. And email us any prayer requests, 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 or um, any questions at any time. I assure you that there'll be at least four or five of us up tonight ready to answer your questions and uh, pray for you. And also, <clears throat> dear friend, go to Gospel Light, go to Google, type in Gospel Light Society Podcast or Daniel White III uh, Podcast or Gospel Light Society University Podcast. And you will find a university full, thousands of podcasts dealing with nearly 50 uh, subjects, <coughs> taught mostly by me, but there are some others who have participated down through the years. If you listen to every podcast, you'll almost have a doctorate. <coughs> bachelor's degree, master's, three master's degrees, and a doctorate. Uh, we're not issuing degrees, but if you want the knowledge, we have arranged it and we put it in such a way that is easy to learn in small, bite-sized pieces, and it will stick with you. Because I did something that the teachers didn't do. I am a firm believer, first of all, that we need to read the Bible. There's a seminary that they teach all 66 books. That's a good idea. That's a seminary education. The greatest education you'll ever get is from the Bible, my friend. Believe that. And uh, But let me just say this to you. I also believe in the textbooks. I'm not saying that all textbooks are perfect, but they're more perfect than the professors who... Who, who, you know, you go to college, it's all about them. They want, they want you to have their notes. They want you to sit there and take their notes. And they may give you, out of a $150 book, they may give you three or four chapters to read. Leaving it for your understanding to read the textbook. But in the, how, the fast pace of college, you don't get to read the textbook. Come on now, for most, most people. However... The people who do read the textbook, they get a real education. And it's not just from the teacher, the professor, and their notes. Don't even discuss the textbook. $150 textbook at one time. You can get it online now. Thank God. They start robbing the students. Glory be to God. I know that in one of my alma mater, you, can't, you, you, get, you get the textbook free. But let me just say this to you. Read, if you want a true education, along with the teacher, the professor teaching, get his notes, but read the textbook. And so that's how I have set up Gospelite Society University. We read the textbook. So you're going to... See, this, is, this right here is your education, a circle, without the textbook. With the textbook, it's like this. It's squared off. 
you get it all. And not only that, hidden, if you know anything about textbooks, there are things hidden in the textbooks, such as websites that they don't bold out. Why? Because they want you to read it. If you read all of your textbooks in a four-year college education, you will have a thousand different websites to go to that will enhance your learning. They hide the, the websites and emails and stuff like that in the text. That some stuff, stuff that you need for the rest of your life. So we deal with all of that. Okay. Well, my dear friends, God bless you. It's been so wonderful to be with you tonight. Uh, it's been so wonderful to be with you tonight. I even told my wife before the church services that I just feel so good, and I'm just, I'm just so glad to be here in these services tonight. And uh, she was not that glad, but I was glad. And uh, I, I, maybe the rapture may take place tonight, or I may die tonight. I don't know. But uh, I'm ready either way. And I want you to be ready, ready either way. And by the way, you need to learn my little prayer for those of you who find it hard to accept that your family members are going to die one day. God wants you not to be sorrowful. He wants you to be ready. Okay, because this is going to happen. Okay? God does not play. When he says the wages of sin is death, that means for you too. And for your family members. The wages of sin is death. Now, you don't need to be sorrowful. You need to be trying to do everything you can to get them saved. So that when they die, you don't have to be sorrowful because you didn't do what you could do. If they get saved, there's no reason to be sorrowful because they're in a billion times, trillion times better place than you're in. You can feel sorry for yourself, but you don't have to feel sorry for them. They're in heaven with God and Jesus Christ. You understand what I'm saying to you people? So pray this prayer. Holy Father God, prepare me for good days and bad days. Prepare me, Lord, for celebrations and tragedies. Prepare me, Lord, for weddings and funerals. Prepare me, Lord, for life and death. My death and the death of my loved ones. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, Lord willing, we'll be here around 11 o'clock tomorrow morning if the Lord tarries his coming and we live and God gives me the strength. And then by the grace of God, we'll be back here tomorrow night around 7. I say, emphasize that word around now. I said around because uh, I've been preaching going on seven years. And there's no telling what might happen. God bless you, my dear friend, as the music plays.